Hey, how's it going? This is Josh from Books by Josh, and this is episode number 61 of the Books by Josh Audio Immersion. This episode is titled, How to Sell the Product. So, last week, I talked about making a product. Should you make a product? So now, in this episode, I go over how to sell said product. But this episode is much more than that, because you can apply almost anything in this episode to anything that requires selling, even a service. So if you want to become an advertiser, you might be able to pick up on some tricks and tips I talk about here. So let's get started. If you remember, in the last episode, I was talking about should you make a product. So say you decide on making that product. What do you do now? Well, here's the thing. If you don't sell the product, you don't make money. So there's an old saying that goes, a person could sell Ice or snow to an Eskimo. What does that mean? They're a great seller. And this is important because the product doesn't make the product. The seller makes a a product great because if you don't sell the product, how can somebody know how good the product is? And if you don't sell the product, you don't eat. What do I mean by eat? You don't make money and you can't pay the bills or buy food. So let's get started. A lot of people listen to this might say to themselves, wait, wait, Josh, I don't like to sell. That's not me. And that's perfectly fine because guess what? I don't like to sell. And I don't do traditional selling. What do I mean by that? Well, I know products inside and out, and I sell it based on the features. So when I was doing cell phones, I knew all the cool features the phone had, like the Samsung S4 with the group play, the smart stay awake, things like that. And I saw the benefits and the features of the product. And I also know all the specifications for said product, which means if a customer had a question, I honestly knew almost all the answers to their questions because I studied the product. And I also studied the competition. So I knew the Apple phones at the time, let's say the iPhone 5, I knew what I had that the Samsung didn't have and vice versa. So that's how I sold. And I did based on the spec sheet and from playing around with the product. Maybe you're like my friend who honestly sells products by telling their customers how they integrate the products into their life. Maybe they say, hey, this iPad is great because I can do XYZ with it. And it saved me all this time when the kids, I'm driving and they want to watch a movie. I just hand them the iPad, stuff like that. They saw the benefits and how it affects them personally so that the customer can relate. And the main thing is you have to find your voice. I can't tell you how to sell your product perfectly. You have to find out your pitch and your voice. And the only way to do that is by trial and error. And say now you have your pitch or whatever, you know, your flow, you got that down pat. What do you do? You need a strategy. (laughs) What do I mean by strategy? You need a sales strategy. How will you sell your products? Are you going to do B2B, e-commerce, or D2C? I'm throwing out acronyms here, and you're like, what? I just want to sell and make some money. Well, let's tackle B2B. B2B is business to business. And when I was doing the face cream, I went business to business, selling my product. And I spoke with the owner and the workers there to try to form a relationship. Same with my book, to get in local bookstores, you talk to local bookstore owners and 
work out a deal. And with business to business, you might have to work out a consignment deal. What is a consignment deal? It's an arrangement that if they, you give them the products on loan at no cost to them, and if they sell it, you agree on the price. So say you're selling a T-shirt. You're selling the T-shirt for $20. If they sell said T-shirt, they have to pay you $10. And you leave them with a couple shirts. So you leave them with five shirts. And then also outlined is if they don't sell it, you collect the old stock in a week or two or whatever, however long you need. So let's say you come back in two weeks and they sell four. You get the $40 because they sell four at $10 for you. Maybe they sell it for $20. They make $10, you know. So you get $40, and then the last shirt, they can say, hey, we want to hold on to it, or here, take it back. It's not moving as fast as we thought. And you build a relationship like that, meaning they're more likely going to do business with you further down the line because of this kind of deal. There are drawbacks to it, such as having to retrieve old merchandise that didn't sell and not getting paid up front, but like I said, you build rapport with your clientele here. You build relations. And then another thing with B2B is pricing. You, If you're doing B2B, you have to know the pricing structure. And with the consignment, you have to give it to them a bit cheaper. That way they can make a profit margin. And another B2B thing that you can sell is a service. A lot of people go into advertising and social media marketing. And that's a B2B because you're addressing Smaller location like mom and pop bodegas, hardware store, stuff like that to make them a client, to give them a show, uh, online presence. E-commerce, what is that? Online sales. So if you're creating a product, you can sell it on eBay, Craigslist, things like that. Or you can go and start up your own website. And you can do it through Squarespace, Wits. You can do it through WordPress and set up a Stripe account and sell it like that. But remember, there are merchant fees. And even if you do consignment and you take card, there are merchant fees attached to that. But that's beside the point. So if you're doing online, you have to set up a portal that can handle the amount of traffic you expect to have. Because you don't want things crashing, <laughs> creating issues. And you have to make sure you get paid and your customers get their merchandise. So if there's a problem getting the payment and you ship out the merchandise, you can't get that back. And the good thing about e-commerce is you don't really have to do as much legwork. Sure, you have to advertise and stuff like that, and I'll get to that in the next episode in the series, but compared to B2B or D2C, this one's a bit easier because you can have a link to your store on your social media and people click. And there's not so much word of mouth, and you're not selling as hard. Let me talk about DSC before I touch on that again. So D2C, direct to consumer. Basically, selling directly to customers. Even though B2B is technically clientele, it's not customers. So with D2C, you can have a storefront. Say you're doing clothing again, because I was talking about T-shirts. Let's keep it simple. Your T-shirts, you have a storefront. Customers walk in, you sell them the shirt. The problem with DSC is you have higher overhead when you have a retail location, such as rent, utility, internet bill, because you have to have internet for your 
point of sale system to work, insurance, things like that. So it becomes more convoluted, but based on location, you can make a killing. And that's the whole thing. So as I was saying, that online, aka e-commerce, doesn't require that much to sell. is because you can actually have the link and whatever on your business card. Whereas the others, you have to talk to the clientele. Online people just shop. Sometimes they do the online child email about a question, but usually people just shop online, look for what they want, click purchase, and that's it. Add to cart and check out. Whereas the other ones, you have to be the face of the business. You personally or your marketing or sales director, whoever, has to really push. And this is where the money's made because you're in charge. Like I was saying earlier, you don't sell, you don't eat. And when you don't eat, you're hungry. So, if you're doing a B2B or D2C, you need something called an elevator pitch. What is an elevator pitch? Basically, you think of it like this. You get an elevator, and you have until the elevator reaches the certain floor to talk to this person in the elevator with you about your product and sell it to them. In other words, three sentences, use their most two minutes of what your product is, benefits, and why they need it. So what can this product do for them? Hey, I have, let's go back to the t-shirt. This t-shirt, this t-shirt is made of this material. It's very breathable. It doesn't shrink in the wash. And guess what? You have this great logo that everybody's talking about. And then... You need it because if you want to be cool, something like that, you understand? I wear non-name brand t-shirts, but it's like if I had to sell, let's say, an iPad. Well, Mr. Customer, if you're always on the go like you told me you were, this iPad's great. You could put cellular service on it, and guess what? No matter where you are, as long as you have a cell signal, you have internet. And with new iPad OS, it works almost as great as a computer, and you can attach external storage such as flash drive and hard drives and that sets your files and multitask by having two of the same apps open on two different apps and drag and drop and you can even work on it using a VNC and log in remotely to your at home computer or work computer and guess what this iPad could be yours for XYZ dollars you know something like that another thing you need to know after you do your elevator pitch know your product don't buy a product or have somebody commission a product or commission a product for you, and you don't know anything about it. Unless you're a great salesman. I worked with a guy in the past who knew nothing of our service, but he was an amazing salesman, and he would sell people and not even know the plans or the prices. But he's been selling for over 20 years. Don't do that if you're new. Especially if this is your own personal product. Know it inside and out. Next thing you need to know, objections. What do I mean by objections? Well, you need to know common objections and how to overcome them. Well, let's go back to iPad. Well, I don't know about the iPad. I have an iPhone, and then if I need cellular from my laptop, I use my iPhone. Well, Mr. Customer, that's great and all, but the iPhone battery is very small, and... You don't want to constantly charge that and degrade the battery. The iPad has a much bigger battery life and doesn't overheat when using it as a hotspot for your device. Things like that. And 
Oh, I don't know. The iPad might be a very, it's upfront, it's very expensive. Well, Mr. Customer, you can finance that iPad. And also, if you run your own business, you can use that as a test deductible or write-off because you're using it for business purposes. Stuff like that. Next thing you need to know how to do is, and this is important, a lot of people never do this, and they struggle with sales for this, is ask for the sale. What do I mean ask for the sale? So, Mr. Customer, are you ready to buy said iPad? No, Mr. Customer, I have your square away, or I need now your card. Ask for the sale. If you don't ask, you shall not receive. If you build it, they will come. You ask for the sale to finalize everything, transition to it. Because if you never ask for the sale, they'll be like, you know what, I'll think about it. Say, Mr. Customer, let's do this right now, you know? They know they came in to purchase something, especially if they came to you. So, in DSC, D2C, if you have a retail storefront and they come in, most of the time they come in to buy, okay? Online store, they come in to buy. Business to business, they're not coming to buy, but you still have to close. Like Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf on Wall Street. Always be closing. Because ask for the sale. Get the sale. I don't want to say at all costs because <laughs> you can't always bend over backwards and there's a limit to what you can do. But work with the customer. Get that sale and hold on to that customer. Because that customer, you never know what they'll become. So to touch on selling a service, is there any other things you have to do? Well, it also goes based on approach and your presentation. So with sales, it goes on presentation, how you are, the way you carry yourself, the way you dress. People honestly will judge you based on your cover. They will judge your book by its cover because if you're not dressed professionally and you're trying to sell a product, they might feel that you don't care about the product because of the way you are dressed. So you want to dress the part. That's a big thing in sales. People don't always dress the part. And I've seen this in direct sales with friends that do door-to-door sales for residential customers. The ones that succeed are professional dress and their demeanor, whereas the ones that don't make it, Act like they're on the streets, you know, and they're dressing jeans, t-shirt. And that's basically it for this episode. It's a lot of information. That's why I broke this down to three parts. The final part is how market, a.k.a. advertise. Thank you guys for going all the way to the end. And enjoy the rest of your day. Later.